What's going on, 12? This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and thank you for joining me on this week four pregame edition of Short Yardage. And we have another game coming up, as we always do when you hear my voice on this uh, on this cast. Either we have a game coming up or we have one just ended. We have a game coming up against the Miami Dolphins tomorrow morning. It is the day before. The Miami Dolphins are hosting the Seattle Seahawks um, for the first time in a long time. Um, the Seattle Seahawks will be going to Miami for the first time in, I think, eight years. Uh, the last time the Seahawks went to Miami was back in 2012. And uh, that was, I believe, um, that was the the famous or infamous, however you might look at it, the sprinkler game where we were there and it might have been the second quarter. Um, and the sprinkler is turned on in the middle of the in, in the middle uh, middle third of the um, Dolphins field, and they were on for a good couple of minutes before they finally got them turned off. Apparently, a bad omen because we ended up losing that game. Um, I, if I remember correctly, that should have been a game that we won, but a very long time ago, since we've been to Miami, um, Reggie Bush was still on the team. The last time we went to. Uh, play the Miami Dolphins in their house. So um, something a little bit different. I think maybe Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright. I mean, were they all the only ones? Are they the only ones besides Pete Carroll and John Schneider um, who are with the team now that were with the team then? I don't know. But it's been a minute. And we're going back to play a Miami Dolphin team that got their first win of the season last weekend against the Jacksonville, ja- the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I wasn't very impressed. Um, there's a lot of talk this week about whether this game could be a trap game. And, you know, that all, you know, with consideration to that, I suppose it very well could be um, because of the guy with the beard, right? Everybody's worried about Fitz Magic. Um, and and he played well against Jacksonville. Um, he had a very um, efficient game. I think he only threw for like 160 or 190. It, was, it wasn't a, a super impressive amount of yards, but he was very efficient. I think he only had a couple incompletions um, and, uh, and a couple touchdowns. Um, I think he was, yeah, he was uh, 18 for 20. 18 for 20. I mean, that's not bad. 18 for 20, 160, uh, and two touchdowns. And he actually ran four touchdowns. So uh, super accurate, super efficient uh, for uh, Fitzmagic. Um, And that does not bode well um, going against a Seattle uh, secondary and pass defense that has been leaving much to be desired um, so far this season. Um, We have not been able to generate a pass rush that's worth talking about, um, and that's letting um, you know it's gonna it's gonna allow quarterbacks to sit back and and tear us apart. Now that being said, okay, three games um, into the season, we have played against three what would be considered top tier quarterbacks. Okay, so 
as much as I am concerned, as much as the rest of the world apparently seems to be concerned about the Seattle defense, um, we're 3-0, looking impressive for the most part. We've given, up, we've given up a lot of yards in the passing game, but we did it to Matt Ryan, Hall of Fame caliber, Cam Newton, MVP, Dak Prescott, I guess jury's out on what Dak really is, but he's considered a top-tier quarterback in this league, right? So let's go ahead and see what we can do against, against Ryan Fitzpatrick, who we don't always know what we're going to get from this guy on a week-to-week basis. He he is that quarterback who can come off the, you know, he, he can be a sixth man, you know, in the basketball reference, come off the bench and play well for you. But um once he in a starting role, he um, you know he tends to fade. Um, he's kind of like Brad Johnson was back in the day. Brad Johnson was great coming off the bench, but as soon as he had a real starting role, it, it seemed to dwindle. Um, and I think you know, so Fitzpatrick um, is he's he can either be Fitz Magic or he can be Fitz Tragic, and um, you know it's just a matter of what you throw at him. And um, I think we'll get a real uh, a, a real test. Uh, I think I think if if we give up massive amount of yards to Miami uh, tomorrow morning, okay, then there's real reason for concern. There's reason for concern already, but real reason for concern if we give up these kind of yards to a quarterback who is not considered top tier. You know, I, I think all of the hoopla with Fitz with Fitzpatrick is that he's doing a lot of great things and really isn't a considered a top tier quarterback right? He's a journeyman quarterback. He's gone to a few different teams and done a few nice things for a few different teams, but he's not considered a top tier quarterback. So if we go out there and give up 450 yards passing to Fitzpatrick um, and that Miami offense, um, okay, maybe maybe go ahead and ring the alarm. As of right now, um, you know, we probably, I, I think we can afford to... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say it. We can afford to, uh, you know, stand, stand down and stand by. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Oh, our world. Who knows where our world is going? We're not going to have that conversation, though. Um, yes. Um, the Miami Dolphins. In Miami's win against Jacksonville, um, I noticed, um, you know, again, uh, Fitzpatrick was super, uh, super efficient. And you can't argue with that. Um, their running game, what I noticed a lot about that offense was that it was very balanced, super balanced. They, uh, they're, they're starting running back, um, whose name escapes me now, but the kid from uh, Washington, um, he had 22 carries, you know. 22 carries against, um, you know, uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick's, um, you know, 20 throws. I mean, that's, I mean, they had a super balanced game. And when you play with balance, it, it, that, that, that's a recipe for success, um, regardless of what team you are. So w- Seattle's going to have to do what we have been doing, and that's stopping the run and forcing uh, Fitz Magic to, you know, show how magic he can be. And I think that, um, that that's going to stand to just, you know, be more of the same for this, uh, for this Seattle team. We're going to go out there. And um, and continue doing the, what we've been doing on offense. Um, defensively for Miami, I didn't see a whole lot of um, impressive, really, anything. 
Um, I saw Gardner Minshew probably pressing and trying to do too much. Um, and ultimately, uh, he threw for, you know, a, a bunch of yards in garbage time. But I think in the third quarter, he had only like 130 yards, pat- like late in the third quarter. I think he had like around a, around 130 yards passing on the day, late in the third. Um, so when they, you know, garbage time, basically, when they're scrambling to come back from down three scores, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, he, he got his he got his numbers up. I think he threw for like 270 or something like that. Um, I'm spitballing, but um, I saw a lot of check downs, a lot of dump offs. Uh, I didn't see Minshew throw the ball downfield any more than, you know, between between five and 12 yards really at all the whole game. So I don't know if Miami was just sitting back. Um, and just and they were in Minshew just taking what they were giving him. Um, or is there a breakdown there? Excuse me. <clears throat> Let me get a drink. All right, and we're back. Um, is is there a breakdown there in the Jacksonville offense? Um, so I I don't believe that the Miami defense is going to give us some type of fits that were um you know, not able to deal with. As a matter of fact, uh, the Miami run defense is giving up just under five yards a carry and um, over 130 yards a game at this point. Um, So, you know, for a running game in Seattle that up to this point has been, um, you know, uh, underwhelming, but we know how good it is. Uh, It hasn't been one of those games that we're used to seeing. Um, but the but the per carry average is 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 not bad uh, against Dallas. We uh, ran the ball for four and a half per carry. Um, you know, uh, you know, as a committee, um, Chris Carson was running well before he got his uh, his leg alligator rolled by uh, Tristan Hill. Speaking of Tristan Hill, I'll segue into that for a moment. Uh, it took all week. I'm pretty upset about it. It took all week for the league to come to a decision with Tristan Hill. And I don't know what the details on that are, on why it took so long. But it seemed so obvious. The foul seemed so egregious. I don't know why it did, it wasn't taken care of on Monday or Tuesday. Why it had to take till, I, I don't know if they announced it today or yesterday. But it took till the, it took a whole, till, till the end of the week to announce that Tristan Hill was going to be fined $13,000 which is chump change as far as I'm concerned. I'm not sure what kind of money that kid makes, but $13,000 is a lot for me and probably for you listening, but not a lot for, uh, you know, an NFL defensive lineman, I don't think. Um, and, and that, and that fine, that 13 grand is split between two different fines, actually a hit he put on Russell Wilson, um, and the alligator role he did on Chris Carson's, uh, uh, knee. Um, I think he got away with it. I think um, it, 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 to me, it rings that the that the league was is only doing something because there seemed to be such an outcry for it. There was so much talk about it everywhere, even people and and uh, and, and you know players that didn't have a dog in the fight were you know were were, were, were chiming in on it. So I think the league just felt compelled to do something to act because if it they didn't, I mean that could have been a could have been a, a much bigger issue. Um, so thirteen thousand um, dollars, he gets fined. I feel like he should have been suspended at least a game. 
um, or whatever the standard is for uh, suspension when it comes to, um, you know, that kind of, um, you know, that that kind of uh, transgression. But they hit him in his pockets. Hopefully he doesn't do that to anybody else. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully he does. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't do it to anybody else. So that was, that was a, uh, a track. It could have been a tragedy. That could have been a tragedy. Um, I've seen reports on the internet and, you know, who knows how real these reports are. You know, the internet can be all the way real, real or all the way fake. Um, but, uh, I saw reports that there's been, you know, words from people who apparently know better that, you know, there was an intention to get Carson out of the game. Um, so <laughs> like there was uh, what's the guy from the saints, Greg, Williams, like Greg Williams was, was, uh, you know, back there talking to him. Uh, is our defense before we go there, I would like to give a shout out. Okay. To the Seattle offensive line. Um, just a quick shout out. We per ESPN, the Seattle offensive line is ranked fifth in pass blocking and however that's rated fifth in the league in pass blocking Russell Wilson for the first time in his career is not running for his life on every single play and it's showing it's showing to the tune of Russell having 14 touchdowns in three games and on pace to to throw 74 or 75 touchdowns his Russell Wilson's career high touchdowns is 35 in a season he's he's on pace for 75 or 74 right now again i said last week in my last podcast it's not going to happen because no one throws you know touchdowns at at this rate for 16 weeks or 16 games i should say um but just to see where he's at um i gave a lot of praise to um uh, brian schottenheimer uh for the success on the offensive side of the uh, of the ball um, you know, this year so far, but you gotta give, you gotta give a shout out to the offensive line. Who's, you know, figuring it out. Finally, finally figuring it out. And, uh, you know, Russell Wilson is, uh, reaping the benefits. Absolutely. Um, 500 yards a game, 500 yards a game, right about 500 yards a game. A little less, I believe is what the Seattle Seahawks defense is giving up total a great deal of it 420 or 430 or something like that is um is through the air um so on one hand we're so good at stopping the run so good at stopping the run um but the pass you know is 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 you know there's 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 work to be done um i am still going to continue to hang on the um the reality the notion uh, or, or whatever you you know want to call it, um, that a lot of it has to do is with teams are scrambling to keep up with us. Teams are fighting to fighting and battling back from multiple scores down to stick with us, and that is skewing the numbers. It's skewing the numbers. But that being said, we're still giving up too many explosive plays. Um, receivers are getting open over the top. Um, you know, they're, they're, the quarterback is finding receivers in space and they're able to run for touchdowns and run for big yardage. Um, it's got to be it's got to be shored up. Uh, it's 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 a problem. Um, but I think if these games were were going differently on the other side of the ball, 
you know, uh, the, these numbers wouldn't be uh, skewed as much. Um, I mean, this, that, that's why it's so important that we need to get this pass rush figured out because this should be ideal for us. This should be ideal. Being up multiple scores as the game gets, you know, gets, gets, uh, gets, gets later. And, you know, you want to be able to just pin your ears back and just go after the quarterback because you know they're not going to run. You want to, they want to be able to, you want to be able to go after the quarterback. And in those times where you make a quarterback press, that's when you get that timely interception. That's when you, you know, that, that, that's, that's, this is what's supposed to happen. Um, the quarterback starts forcing things and throw, throwing incomplete passes and throwing them in the dirt and, you know, throwing those picks. But we're not getting that because we're not getting the pressure on the quarterback. Um, that needs to be fixed. Our other problem now is that we've got a bunch of injuries. In a, in a, 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 a secondary, a defense as a whole that, you know, I don't think necessarily um, performed up to what we thought when they were all healthy in week one. Um, but since week one, we've only gotten more injured. Um, you know, we had, we have the, the potential on, uh, tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, the potential is that we only have one starter in the secondary, just one. And that would be, uh, uh, Quandry Diggs. We have, um, uh, we're missing Jamal Adams. He's out. Quentin Dunbar. He's out. And apparently, uh, Shaq Griffin has a shoulder. I didn't read, uh, re- read about that until earlier today. Um, so uh, potentially, Diggs might be our only starter in the secondary. We had to bring up uh, two guys in the practice squad, uh, Demarius Randall, who was in uh, Green Bay, um, and a guy named Gavin Heslip. Or Heslip. Um, I have no idea who he is. <laughs> so we had to bring up two guys. Um, you know, from the practice squad, just to add depth, and they'll, they'll probably see the field at least at some point. Um, uh, you know, so it, it really, it really now, you know, puts a premium on on figuring out how to disrupt um, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the pocket. We're gonna have to do it. The running game, I imagine, we're gonna stay on that the way we have been, but we've got to get some pressure on that quarterback. Um. Going to the East Coast, going to the East Coast, uh, I spoke about this previously. Um, historically speaking, uh, I, and I say historically, um, you know, the Seattle Seahawks going to the East Coast, 10 a.m. start times have been a bugaboo for us. But with each passing season, it gets better and better to the point now that we are actually nine for our last nine 10 a.m. kickoffs. That's not too bad. Nine for nine, nine out of our last nine. So um, it appears, at least, that, that we've we've bucked that trend, um, and we don't have a problem, you know, going to Florida or going to New York or you know going to you know Carolina, you know, and and playing these uh, these early games. Whereas a long time ago, even when we were good, when we were previously good. Um, you know, uh, we, we, it was always an issue for us. This game's going to come down, I think even more than what the Seahawks do. Um, what Fitzpatrick is going to do, which, which Ryan Fitzpatrick are we going to get? We know the Russell Wilson we're going to get. Oh, and Chris Carson may play, which is a big deal. Apparently Chris Carson is, they, they say he might play. 
I don't like the idea. Um, I would rather see Chris Carson sit this week um, and maybe even sit next week against uh, Minnesota and then, um, you know, have the bye week off. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, uh, I have, I have angst over the fact that Chris Carson may play uh, tomorrow, especially against a team that maybe they'll, maybe they'll give him, you know, maybe they'll watch his snaps. They'll watch, they'll watch his uh, snap count. Maybe he'll get, you know, um, 10 or 12, you know, plays on the field or something like that. I hope, I hope they do. I, I don't want uh, whatever might be tweaked in his knee to, to tweak even more and we lose him for a greater period of time. That would be, uh, that, that would be tragic. Uh, let Carlos Hyde have this game. I don't believe that uh, Miami possesses the, uh, you know, the fortitude to stop the Seattle run game, um, even without Carson on the field. Um, but uh, this is going to come down, in my opinion, to what uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick we get or what Ryan Fitzpatrick we're able to create. Right? What, 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 what we're able to, um, you know, affect in Ryan Fitzpatrick. If we can if we can rattle, if we can get, uh, you know, rattled Fitzpatrick. Right. Um, then um, I, I think I think this, this stands to be the game that a lot of people are saying which is a blowout. We could go in there and blow Miami right out of their own stadium. It's very likely. It's very likely. Um, this also could end up a shootout if we can't get our hands on the quarterback. Um, Russell Wilson is going to do what he does. Um, not worried about that at all. Um, so this this is this is it could go either way. I don't see I don't I don't see any middle ground here. This is either going to be a shootout or a blowout. Um, certainly not gonna, um, certainly not gonna be one of those knock down, drag out down to the, uh, I mean, it could be down to the last minute, but it's going to be both teams scoring 30 points, you know? So, but I'm going to go ahead and do what I very rarely do. I very rarely predict a blowout for the Seahawks. I, um, I believe, I, I believe it's bad luck to predict a blowout, but I believe that this game is that game. Um, despite the danger of the of the the the, the trap game, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this game is a, a you know uh, 33 um, you know 33 13 33 19 something like that. Um, this is gonna be this game is gonna be over uh, well before uh, the clock reaches you know uh, double zeros. So um, it's gonna be a fun game to watch. 10 a.m. Uh, we get to watch football first thing in the morning, us Seahawks fans here on the West Coast. Um, and then we get to wait until next Sunday night uh, to play the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I told you before, I hate I hate playing night games and Monday night games. Uh, I don't mind Thursday because Thursdays, you know, it's football, um, you know, before everybody else's football. But then that sucks because you don't get any football on Sunday. Um, but having to wait all like, like the song, like the song says, it's the girl, the girl, uh, it's the girl who sings the song on Sunday night football, whatever her name is, you know, waiting all day for Sunday night. You know, I'm waiting all day for Sunday night so I can watch my Seahawks. Um, Mondays are even worse, but a big game against the, the Minnesota Vikings next Sunday night. We're not going to talk about that right now. Um, make sure that you go and like, and subscribe and listen uh, to Seattle Sports Union. Check us out, seattlesportsunion.com on the web. 
at Seattle Sports U on Twitter and Facebook. Um, all things Seattle sports, myself, Abraham DeWeese, and the rest of the team, all things Seattle sports from the Mariners to the Mist. And of course, uh, our Seattle Seahawks, our undefeated Seattle Seahawks. Check us out, like and subscribe. Um, check them out on Podbean, iTunes. Check me out, Spotify, Podbean, Apple uh, Podcasts. Um, like I said, subscribe, stay tuned. This is Robert English signing off. Go Hawks.